0: My name's Josh. And my name's Brett. Welcome to Hapticast. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to Hapticast episode number twenty seven. My name is Josh Tull, and I am joined by my good friend Brett Roberts. As always, hello Brett. Hello, Josh. How are you doing, my friend? I'm
1: doing quite well, Josh.
0: This is Microsoft Sam, your default computer's
1: default voice. Dude,
0: I can't do it as good as Brandon does it. I could do it, but I'm going to embarrass myself, so I won't. More so than you already do. Yes. I feel that. All right. Anyway, welcome to uh Hapticast everybody, episode 27. Um Give you a quick overview, obviously, of today. We're going to be talking about, and you can hop into the, the description, which is, by the way, why I'm doing this with no context, for timestamps for different topics. We'll also release them as individual videos, most of them. Our main topic today is obviously going to be Cyberpunk 2077, so make sure you stick around here for the full stuff. Full disclosure, we will be doing spoilers for that in the top of the pod, okay? So if you do had, did not play, like, the first 10 hours or so of Cyberpunk— Very light spoilers. Yeah, just for the beginning of the game, go to the description and click after that so you miss all of the spoiler stuff. Yeah, uh, I'll warn you. I'll warn you guys again before we actually start it. Uh, we're gonna be talking about CD Projekt Red's bonus system and kind of comparing and contrasting um, how they treat their workers versus another big studio, Supergiant Games. Um, then we're we'll gonna be talking about JJ Abrams' Bad Robot production studio, a new game studio that is going to be led by the uh, Left 4 Dead creator, so somebody from Turtle Rock. Um, then we're gonna be talking about the DCMA uh, and how you know copyright strikes might become a felony offense for streamers. Not good. We're gonna be doing a little Game Awards recap uh, because, who oh boy, your boys, we're good. We couldn't be any more right, unless well, we could have actually, but we were, <laughs> we were very right. <laughs> we were very very right. Um, and then we're gonna be wrapping up the show um, as we always do with a little indie intel segment. This week we're covering a uh, game called okay? In Zane. Okay. Membrane. That's right. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's get started. How I always do. Brett. Um, well, actually before we do games that we're playing, I promised you right before we started that I would show you something. Yes. Okay. So this weekend, right? Everybody's playing cyberpunk. I was busy doing other stuff. I couldn't play cyberpunk as much as I wanted to. I was home, um, you know, with my, well, my actual, like my parents, my mother helping her with some stuff. Um, I wasn't feeling great this weekend either. Uh, I was like shedding my brains out, uh, constantly. Uh, so that was not fun. Cool. I, my stomach has just been a mess the last couple of weeks for some reason, and it's just not getting worse, and this weekend was really bad. Anyway, I get home this weekend. Um, I go food shopping, you know, as I always do on Sundays, typically, to get ready for the week. Um, I'm driving back from food shopping, and I I live in Philly, right? But, like, there's, there's, like, some bourbon parts of, like, my area and, like, side streets or whatever, lots of, like, row homes and things like that. So I'm driving back from the supermarket, bro. Right? What do I see? But a garage sale on the side of the street. And I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, people are doing some spring cleaning or winter cleaning. Whatever fucking— whatever's going on. So, um, I stop at the red light like right next to it and I'm just taking a look. Dude, I look over. It's as if like gaming gods from the heaven descended and showed me something that was at that garage sale. Now, to preface, Brett, the reason that this is special is because the last couple of weeks, I uh, recently started watching this YouTube channel. <laughs> you <good? laughs> I recently started watching this YouTube channel called uh, Odd Tinkering. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. Have you? No, I have not. No. They uh, they do like restorations of like old consoles and things like that. Um, and the reason I s- subscribed to him and started watching is because a couple of weeks ago, he uh restored a PlayStation one, Brett, but not the original PlayStation one, the like slim, rounded, weird one.
1: Yeah, PS, I think
0: it's called the PS1. Yeah. So I was like, damn, that's cool. I really wish I had one. So I stop at the I stop at the red light and I see it on this like I like the gaming gods call down from the heavens, and I see this thing, right? And what is it, Brett? Of course. Wow. But a PS1. So it might be a little bit because of my lighting and stuff. But so it sa- it says like the PS1 on here. It's 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 small if you it's look at it. It's very small. Compared to my head. Like it's tiny. It's tiny. And then and it has t- it has two controllers with it, right? No dual shock, right? Or no, it is a dual shock. This is this might be the first iteration of the dual shock, because this has the uh thumbsticks with it. Yeah,
1: that's the dual shock. And then the dual shock two is the PS2 one. So yeah, that's you got it. The- you got a dual
0: shock. Yeah. Yeah, this is a dual shock. Um, and then it has the power cable with it. Um, The only thing it doesn't have with it is a, um, uh, like, you know, AV cables, like yeah. audio cables. Um, but it does have a memory card with it too. Nice. But anyway, I get it home, Brett. I didn't open it there. I didn't look at it. I was like, it might not even work. The guy, the guy that sold it was like, I don't know if it works or not. It How was much just, was it? was fine. I only spent 50 bucks on it. Okay. And they're like, I looked at eBay. They're going for like 70 to a hundred depending okay. anyway. And I get home and I, I just take it out of the box and I open it up. Okay. There's a game inside, Brett. Is it a good game or is it a shit game? I think it's a good game. I have fond memories of the game, but you're going to, uh, you just broke your $50 PS one. There we go. Um, Spyro ear of the dragon. Okay, is inside of the PS One. Okay. So, anyway, I wanted to share that with you because I thought it was cool. Because literally a couple weeks ago, I was like, "Damn, I really want one of those, like, fat, thin, skinny PS Ones." There you uh, go. And I didn't really care if it worked or not because now that I follow Odd Tinkering, I just go back to his video and look at it and restore it myself if I need to. Yeah. Because I think I'm going to. Because I think the tray is broken. Actually, <laughs> now that I'm mm-hmm. just discovered. But anyway, That's yeah, really so cool. I thought it was cool. It's a nice little uh, piece of uh, gaming history that I have now. Now we
1: could talk about this after the pod, but I think there may be ways that you could play a lot of games on there for really cheap if you understand what I'm saying. What I'm saying I do.
0: I do understand what you're saying. Yes. So yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah. So I. I think I went down a whole rabbit hole with that stuff, especially after like getting the PS5 and playing AstroBot and stuff, and seeing all of that stuff in there. And you know,
1: absolutely. So. I mean, listen, it's a good display piece, first of all. Um. Right second of all you can play it you can play it you know right
0: yeah so we'll see i'm gonna need to buy an av cable for it to actually test the video um and i'll need an adapter to run it to an hdmi because i don't have anything that has the regular rgb inputs anymore yeah um so but yeah it, it's uh it's cool i thought it was cool i thought i would gonna share it with you
1: you should so. play uh, metal gear solid on that thing that'd be dope well that's like the so i played it on the vita mm-hmm. and it was a fine experience but there's, like, just so many cool things that it actually does on the PS1 that you can't do on emulated hardware. So, for example, like, there's a character named Psychomantis, and he'll read your memory card. And, like,
2: he'll be yeah. like,
1: I heard you like to play Spyro, Year of the Dragon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shit like that. Yeah, And, like, there's parts where, like, something gets hacked and you have to, like, plug Controller 1 into the Controller 2 slot Yeah, uh, to fight him. Mm-hmm. So like there's a lot of cool little nuances that you would get out of playing
0: it on an original PS1 like like that. So. Yeah. No, it'll be a, it'll be a good time. Um and we'll see. I don't even know if it starts up, to be honest with you. So we'll see. But it's it was kept in this plastic case. It like seems I mean it's obviously dirty and you know, patina on it, but it, it's it's in really good condition overall, physically at least on the outside. So
1: very cool. Hey, I saw they have um they have transformers that transform into that ps1 i think
0: transformers
1: yeah like the toys and they oh. trans- instead of turning into a car they turn into that ps1 that you have I, think. I like it i
0: like that a lot
1: it's pretty cool it's a cool display piece
0: so yeah i like that yeah all right cool very cool very nice yeah um but with that i mean what uh i know we're both playing cyberpunk so we'll save that till the end but are you playing anything else right now um no i platinum bug snack since the last time we talked on the pod
1: um that game's fun that game's cool man it was really addicting and i really did yeah. get through it charming right but, yeah for sure and i thought that there was going to be like a at the end it was almost like it was a teaser for like a sequel but it was actually just mm-hmm. like not really at the same mm-hmm. time because throughout the game they make jokes about this thing called like the um snack it's like the illuminati but like bug snacks and is in the name somehow right um yeah and at yeah. the end of the game like it pretty much confirms the existence of the illuminati or whatever um right. not, not really a spoiler it's just a throwaway joke um but anyway i'd like if they made more or like a dlc yeah uh, and expanded upon it because it is it is pokemon snap it is mm-hmm. like a pokemon-esque game but the puzzle element of like catching them was really fun and addicting so yeah that was cool. And then yeah, cyberpunk. Um, right. I've played, I can't even tell you how many hours I played cause I, it just kinda, I've just been picking it up, and put it down, picking it up and putting it down. So I, I couldn't tell you how many sessions I played, mm-hmm. but, um, we're going to talk about it a little more, I think in a little bit. Yeah.
0: So I guess that's all I have to say. What about you? Yeah. Um, besides cyberpunk, I, um, since we last recorded, um, Which is two weeks ago now because we had that. We had our Game Awards special and then the Game Awards and stuff. Um, I have uh, picked up and played a good amount of Hades. Um, That game is fun. That is a good game. Um, Soundtrack is awesome. The gameplay loop, uh, which I think I mentioned to you, like, just ourselves, is, like, one of the most addictive, like, gameplay loops I've ever played. Um, It basically just works. You know, you, you, you start off yeah it's you know it's roguelike so you, you you go through when you die you go back to the beginning um and it's cool because you pick up different power ups you choose your path that you go whether you want like health mana items keys that unlock weapons things like that it's 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 interesting and then you go through and you'll go through a couple levels and there's a boss you go through a couple more there's another boss um, and I figured at some point, like one night I got really far and I was like, alright, there's gonna be like a checkpoint or something, I'm gonna like unlock, like, there's like these vase-like things in the hub world where I'm like, okay, like, you get to a certain point, you'll be able to fast travel back so you don't have to do all that again. Dude, I got really far, I got so close, and then I died and I went back and I was like, alright, like, maybe I can just go back to this point. Uh, nope, you're back at the beginning and then, how they get you again, dude, is you the bosses that you fight again, do they have completely different movesets when you go back in for another time. So it's like learning it all over again. And then then I died from the first boss again. I'm like, fuck, Uh, so. I was really hoping
1: that that game would get um, launched on the PlayStation five and four. Uh, I thought they were going to reveal that at the Game Awards. It was up for so many different awards. I was like, "This is the best." Like they said, it's coming, and I was mm-hmm. like, "This is the best place for them to announce it." Right. But it, unfortunately, they didn't. So I'm gonna yeah. have to pick it up on sale. It's on the Switch. So
0: yeah, yeah, I have it on Switch. I would like to It runs great. Like there's no problems with it. Um, but I would love to play it like on PS5 um, or Xbox Series X with like 60 FPS or something like that. Which I can actually I could play it on my PC with a higher frame rate. But oh yeah, yeah. Um, I just. Well, hopefully, it's actually unlocked frame. Rate. I don't know. I Any, mean, I would like to play it at a higher frame rate because it's a game that's very precise with its combat, um, and would just be better on a higher frame rate, which the Switch obviously can't handle. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, um, but that's that's pretty much it. Cool.
1: All right. Well, with that being said, then Josh, let's hop into our main topic of the pod, which is all about Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven.
0: It is. So, unless you've been living under a rock. Um, you know that cyberpunk 2077 has finally released the long awaited game that's been in development for eight years, almost a decade has so much hype around it. Um, and you know, recently maybe more negative stuff with their work practices and things like that, which we will get into. Um, but yeah, cyberpunk launched. We both have played it. Um, I would like to Brett start with maybe just the positive stuff as far as talking about like the actual story, the world, maybe a little bit of the gameplay, and then get into the fact that I, so we both have it on PS5, I have played it on Series X as well as PS5, um, and then maybe talk about some of the other like bugs and patches and things like that, does that work for you?
1: Yeah, absolutely, I think we should start even further back though, um, you know, right before launch, the reviews went live, and the game was getting very positive reviews, nines, tens, uh you know a little bit of eights every mm-hmm. once in a while um which kind of you know we expected that the game we thought the game was going to be this big thing as as cd project red marketed it as right. we thought it going to be a game changer for the industry right um you know then we find out oh well first of all in the reviews they say it's it's really buggy the game is pretty buggy it's like bethesda game tier buggy yeah
2: so, mm-hmm.
1: you know if you play the witcher uh the witcher 3 that game came out and the the biggest problem with it was maybe like fps drops in certain areas where there were a lot of enemies Um, you're not used to that with cd project red so that was a red flag um so you hear about the bugs and then you hear you know for some reason cd project red didn't supply game keys for console they only supplied the pc version of the game so that's a little weird right yeah all the reviews come out and they're all mostly positive uh mm-hmm. you know the biggest drawback were the bugs and then also the main campaign was only 20 28 hours long right so then we get our hands on the game mm-hmm. and people start getting their hands on the game mm-hmm. and it's a goddamn mess judge it, it is, is it, a it, mess um it is especially especially on ps4 base ps4 mm-hmm. and base uh xbox one right right
0: so so i i want to start i'm believe me i'm gonna lay into that in a minute yeah right? yeah um i do so off the bat right i've spent in, in my main playthrough i've spent about 10 hours with the game okay mm-hmm. i think we're both at similar spots so spoiler warning minor minor spoilers for at least the beginning of the game here coming up yes. i think we're both in the same spot story wise um i picked for my main uh, playthrough, I picked the Corpo background and you picked Nomad, right? Yep, yep. So, our, like, the beginning is a little bit different, but then there's that montage and it pops you into Night City, right? Yeah. So, I'm at the point now, um, you well, went- Wait, wait,
1: wait. So, what happened in the beginning of the game for you?
0: Oh, uh, well, the beginning of the game, it starts, like, it's, you start in Night City, but you start inside of the Arasaka. Is that what that corporation yeah. is? The Arasaka headquarters as, like, an actual corporate person in charge of something in there um as and me? as v yes oh. um so you're in like you work for arasaka um and then you go into like what who i'm assuming is your boss i actually forget the character's name because he's like so insignificant at least as of now um you go in and your boss is talking to you about like this militech stuff um and then this other person that he wants you to basically like spy on or like get rid of or something like that and you have options as v to be like oh, i don't want to do that or like yeah like i'll do whatever to get it done or whatever it is and then after you have this conversation with your person you go off you do this quick little thing and you meet um jackie jackie um and then after that it does this you do like one thing that takes like 10 minutes you there's like this montage and then you're in night city okay all right and let that's me
1: start it. okay so then I'll tell you what happened to me in the beginning and then we'll start from the montage on, right?
2: Because
1: mm-hmm. I think that the beginning is the only thing that's really different. And I think after that, we're going to be pretty similar. Yeah. So my game started, I was V and I'm in a garage
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I'm getting my car worked on. And the guy's like, hey, you know, you know you're know, you not really from around here. I could tell, you know, what? who are you? He's trying to get a little bit of information on you. And I, th- I think because of my stats I picked, I was a little bit more like um technologically sound i could kind of fix the car myself so the guy was saying you know it's gonna take a long time to fix the car and then i walk up and i'm like or v as me as v i walk up to the car and i fix it like really quickly and there were bugs visual bugs as i'm plugging the different wires in the wires are still there and i'm plugging wires onto wires it doesn't make any sense yeah and then the sheriff rolls in and opens the garage door and he's like hey you know when someone new comes to the town they got to introduce themselves to me and you're like all right, well, I'm just rolling in and I'm rolling out, buddy. I don't have any problems. Mm-hmm. And the sheriff's giving you bullshit. And you're like, "Well, listen, my my radio's down. I really need to, you know, talk to somebody. Can I can I plug into your radio system?" And he's like, "You need to get the fuck out of our town. That's what you can do." And you're like, "Okay." So you drive away, there's a big radio tower. It's almost Ubisoft style where you have to like climb to the top of the tower and connect yourself, and jack in. Mm-hmm. So I did that. They tell me, "Hey, the guy you're supposed to meet, he's in this farmhouse." down the road drive and go get them okay so i drive and it's jackie Mm -hmm. and he's like hey i have this package and you know i hired you to drive me into night city um and you're like okay so you get to the border the border area and they like have to check your car and all the custom like the customs basically and they check what you have on you Mm -hmm. they scan that there was something in the car so you have to go in and you basically sit in an interrogation room with the guy like the the security guy Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and you try to pay him off and he's like, well, how many people do you have with you? And you're like, Oh, it's just me, dude. It's just me, me and Jack this guy in my car. And they're like, okay, you can go. And they end up tipping off, um, corpos or whatever, like all these different people that you have like expensive cargo on board and you're kind of traveling alone. So they try to ram you off the road. You get in this huge gunfight Mm -hmm. and you make it into night city and you and Jackie and jackie pull into a little house and they hide in the garage and they realize they have a lot in common they both you know are kind of like they're both nomad-esque characters Mm -hmm. um and you guys become friends you open up what the cargo was and it's a fucking lizard and then the
0: montage hits
1: (laughs) that was my fucking experience okay
0: so On, on my playthrough, it did seem like in the beginning though, V and Jackie knew each other for a while and like V hired Jackie a lot to do like these corporate like hush hush jobs a lot. So like there were already established relationship and there's a big, there's like a, also a background between V and Jackie's mom, uh, in the corpo storyline, mm-hmm. which is interesting and just kind of comes up after, Ooh, actually, I, I don't even want to say that because maybe that didn't happen to you well so, okay, let's continue now so so jackie dies yeah well let's go
1: not- back yeah yeah me too okay so all right back. okay so i met with this woman named evelyn yep mm-hmm. okay and she basically says there's this thing in arasaka i need you to steal it for me yes exactly
0: mm-hmm. and
1: you and v's like okay but i'm working with dexter Deshawn. right okay okay yep and dexter Deshawn also has this other thing where i have to get this robot for him right right so evelyn uh essentially is like hey if you
0: just do the mission with me and cut dexter out of it i'll give you a lot of money right so she so she so there's like and actually the game of like it gives you three chances to kind of make a decision there because evelyn yeah. presents it and then you can kind of like ignore it and i did at the first point i like it was like yeah mm, i don't i kind of like dex right now like i'm good yeah. um and then she, it goes through it again and gives you another choice and you're like Eh, like maybe I'll think about it and then it goes in again, and it's like like yes, I'll do it like no like I don't know like whatever it is. I was like nah, I'm not I'm not fucking Dex over like he seems he seems pretty cool like we had this whole limo ride like and I actually just I really like the I think the voice actor for Dex is like one of the best in the game thus far. Yeah. Um, I don't know who the actor is, but I really liked him which is unfortunate because then you go so you, you go i so I did the Militech optional side stuff too. To get like, so when you're doing when you're trying to get the robot for decks or whatever, you did you choose to talk to that Militech lady and do yep. all that stuff? So, so did I, but but nothing really came of it. She she tried giving me money, she's
1: like, you have to pay with this thing, and I was like, no, I'm not paying with your thing,
0: yeah. So, right. Um, and then I so I went through, and I think the reason that I didn't have the option to even pay with that is because I went in and I wasn't gonna, I, I'm i genuinely trying not to like just go in shoot them up because I. Tried it a couple times at the beginning. It really did not work out well for me. <laughs> um, So I'm trying to like be calm or whatever. And so I'm doing like a lot of the quick hack stuff, dude. I went in and I y- you have the ping thing where you could like ping and it'll show you like every enemy connected in that system. So I go in to like once you get that card, you go to the place where you're trying to buy the robot, right? And I get in there and I like just scan. And I was like, all right, let me ping these enemies in case they come up again later, dude. I ping the enemy and then they all aggroed me, and I was like. How do they they shouldn't even because I've done stealth before, like they shouldn't even have known that I pinged them. So I don't know if it was something specific to that clan that they have like hackers that can detect pings or if it was a bug, which is possible. I don't right. know. But then I was like, All right, I guess they're all fucking dying. And then I killed all of them and I go through it and I end up stealing the thing instead of paying for it or anything. And I walk out and you you talk to the Militech bitch, and I'm just like, Yeah, fuck you, lady. And she's like, Watch out. And I'm like, All right suck my so, dick you were no help to me that was pointless
1: Yeah. so similar with me um i went in and i didn't no one aggro i didn't aggro anybody until the leader of the gang came out i think his name was or no Brick was the guy that was already paid and i was like we already paid brick i'm not paying again and he's like you're gonna pay again and mm-hmm. i was like all right i'll pay again but at a discount And he's like no discount and i was
0: like all right well then you're gonna die
2: and we <laughs> had a yeah. big shootout
0: did you, did you decrypt the information that was on the card though? Did you have your intelligence high enough that you could do that? I don't know what card you're talking about. The, the card that the miltech lady gives you to pay. I didn't even take it. You didn't even take it? Mm-mm. Dude, you can take it and then you could decrypt it. And dude, I got money for decrypting it and got other information on there. And I was like, all right, well, if I use it, it's going to install this virus. But I also know what it does. So like whatever. That's interesting. Hmm. I didn't take it because I was worried that, I was so I was
1: afraid that if I crossed too many lines, it would get messy. And I had Evelyn's thing; she wanted me to fuck over Dex. I just wanted to do the mission and get it. I just wanted it to be as clean as possible. I just wanted to do it Ah. because they build you up and they're like they take you to the um, to the club where all these like uh, fixers are, and they're like you're going to become one of us. Like you're going to like they make me feel like I want to I want to do good. Mm -hmm. I want this to be my big mission. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, after all that you meet with decks and you go over how much you're gonna get paid mm-hmm.
0: did you did you haggle with them or did you just um, take the 30% I, I, I really didn't argue he said oh no 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 so I had another line I had a, an additional dialogue option in there because he was like 30% and I was like nah 50% and then he was like all right what about 40 or something like that and I was like okay yeah. like Forty, and I like like if you actually you could turn the camera one part in the scene and look at Jackie and be like, and you ha- like had these dialogue things pop up, and I was like, yep, forty percent is good. I like kind of like checking with Jackie, and he was like, yeah, yeah. it's good. Um, mine was thirty five. Oh, so I got forty percent. Well, well, you didn't really actually. Get it. I didn't get shit. So, yeah. so you go and you do the mission, which is pretty cool. Yeah, um, the mission is honestly bugs aside and like Greco stuff, it's actually cool. Like it first is. of all the building that the building itself is fucking slick the way yeah. that it's designed is really cool. But then the mission structure itself like is cool too. So I went in, I talked to the person at the bar. Did you do that?
1: I did not. I just wanted like I said I didn't want to make it messy, dude. So I just went right to the hotel room.
0: So I went in, I was just looking around a little bit, really at the environments and trying to look at some of the graphical stuff cuz there's a lot of issues. Um yeah. and so I went up to the bartender and I talked to the bartender. Dude, I had a very interesting conversation with the bartender in the hotel because we were going back and forth and I was like, no, I don't want anything to drink, whatever. And we were talking a little bit about Arasaka and the building and the history. And he was like, yeah, you know, sometimes we have the bartenders or sometimes we have the, the, the CEO or like higher ups in Arasaka moonlight as bartenders here. And he said that and I was like, nah, you're fucking lying to me. And he's like, am I? And walked away undercover boss dude. And I was like that was weird that they included that but there was some information that he divulged to me beforehand um that was that was pretty interesting. That's cool. Uh, I yeah. like that. Um but yeah, anyways, then you go and you go up to the apartment which you that's the first time you brain dance actually it was before all that when you meet Evelyn, you meet um what's her Judy. name? Judy, who is an awesome character and you do the brain dance stuff which watching all of their like gameplay clips and things like that i was like this looks kind of like i wouldn't be interested in it it's actually kind of cool when you do it so i agree but i've been doing it a lot i'm a
1: little further than you and i've been doing it a lot more and it's like tedious because now i'm at a point where like i don't know what they want me to do and i'm like this is kind of like i just want to progress i don't want to do this anymore but it, it is a cool concept
2: it is
0: yeah. So I spent, I spent a long time and got every piece of information and decrypted or do like every line that they have in the braid dance thing, everything. I did all of that. So that, cause I was like, when I go into this apartment, I don't want it to be messy. I want to know exactly where everything is. I want to have all the information I possibly can <laughs> and all of that. So anyway, you, you go up to the apartment with Jackie, you go in, you, you know where the, the robot is. You get the robot out of the thing, you know, it's in this case or whatever that you can't damage the case. Cause it's like, pressurized or at a certain no, it, temperature it, or something. It mimics the the brain essentially. It's right, living right, living right, pace. Right, 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 right. Um so you get that and then as you know obviously as you're about to go out, the um what's his name? Uh, uh Sajuro yeah, yeah the, the the son and then the dad and then um oh both of their bodyguards. Yes. Uh which one is a robot and one is uh a character that's apparently going to become pretty big moving forward yeah um so they start coming up so i hid with jackie behind the wall mm-hmm. did you yes i did okay um and then you hybrid jackie and then what's his name the son kills the father basically um and then, him out. and then puts the whole thing on lockdown the whole building on lockdown
1: any he, and he claims that his father died of poisoning someone poisoned his his father no not for me no so, so what happened for me was this is what I'm getting out of it anyway. Mm-hmm. The father shows up and he's like, how dare you steal from me? Um, you're you're such a disappointment. I can't believe you. And in my head, what he stole, what I'm thinking is, is the case. What what The, the contents of that case Whoa. are what he stole from him. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, it seems like the father just shits all over the son constantly. And the son's just sick of it. The son chokes him out. And then he's like, put the building on lockdown. And then the bodyguard for the dad comes in and he's like, you poisoned my my father was poisoned, and mm. the whole building goes on
0: I don't know. I don't think he said poisoned for me. I think he just said somebody's killed my father.
1: So yeah, so he basically claims that someone poisoned his father, and that's the the excuse he's going to use to right. cover up the fact that his da- he killed his dad. Yeah. So following that, V and Jackie um are trying to like they're they're like what the fuck do we do? Um, yeah. And what's her name? T Bug. Yep. Mm-hmm. T Bug hacks a window and opens it so V and Jackie can get out. Right. But then she dies, apparently. Yep. Yep. Jackie and V walk out on the windowsill and all of a sudden helicopters fly by. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They shoot Jackie and me and V. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if actually uh, Jackie is hurt from the fall because he has to slide off the building Mm -hmm. or if he gets shot. Yeah. Later on, there's a side quest where he they say you know after Jackie fell, oh okay, and I don't know if they mean fell as in died, right? Or fell as in when he fell, he got hurt. Gotcha. So anyway, um, the case gets damaged.
2: Yep.
0: Jackie's
1: like fuck, I, and he's like, I'm gonna just stick it in my head. I'm gonna stick the the chip in my head. Yep. They both uh, V and Jackie get out. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. Jackie passes away in the taxi. Right, And he tells V to stick it in his head. So V sticks it in his head. Yeah.
0: Now, where did you choose? Because in that car, right, that has the service of like, you know, client corpse disposal or whatever it is. Yeah. Where did you choose to send his body? So actually,
1: this choice depends on or affects the outcome of a side quest that I've done. Wow. So I said, wait right here. I'll be right back.
0: Okay, so this is interesting. We're starting to diverge a lot. Well, um, it's not. Well, I say I, I told, so I told him because I have, I had the option to send him home to his mom. So I chose that. And then once after this next part happens with Johnny Silverhand, mm-hmm. um, then I get the a, a, a side mission stuff to uh, go to his funeral and talk to his mom. And then I have another quest line now that is just with his mom. Um, and she is not happy with V. Okay.
1: That's different than me. So okay. I chose, like I said, wait here. I'll be right back. Yeah. What ends up happening okay. is Dexter shoots you when
0: you go inside. Right. Which, by the way, I felt, and I think it's just a testament to how good the characters are and the actual like writing itself for the main quest line is I felt actually genuinely betrayed, even though you only talked to Dexter a couple times, I was like, you fucking kidding me, Dex, dude. Like, yeah. really? Like, this is what you're doing right now.
1: It's good, though, because it helps you illustrate the world and how cutthroat the industry that you're in is, is yeah. a merc.
0: But you know what? It also, Dex says, like, one of the first time you talk to him, he's like, you only got to trust one person. That's yourself in Night City. And I was like, damn. Damn, damn Dex, you really gonna do me dirty? And you find out he's working with fucking Arasaka. Hold on.
1: So, so, essentially, V gets shot v dies yeah but the chip in his brain the 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 chip downloads its contents onto v's brain essentially is the easiest way to put it right v is resurrected with uh the contents of the chip which is johnny silverhand right who is a terrorist who wanted to take down arasaka right played by keanu reeves yes and uh, grandpa arasaka basically as punishment when they capture johnny silverhand they take his him, his his mind, put it on a chip, and he dies. His right. body dies. Um, so V and Johnny Silverhand essentially become one. You find out that V uh, doesn't have much longer to live, and Johnny Silverhand is going to slowly but surely take over V's body. Yep. Um. So now, when you wake up and everything, you get told all of this, you find out that the taxi service ends up with my choice ends ended up sending it to the body to his mom with his okay. family. Okay. So I got this. I did the same thing as you. Okay. Now, I didn't, you
0: said that V had a relationship with Jackie's mother. Yes. And there was, there was a couple of phone conversations once I woke up and there was like backstory cause it, it's with, before Jackie dies. There was plenty of conversations where like i had the option to follow up with him about how his mom is doing and like clearly there was some dialogue there that was like there's a history there and they it almost seems like i don't know 100 because it's not super specific and maybe it'll be fleshed out more as i go through some of the side quests but it almost seems like jackie and v grew up together mm. um and then jackie like v went the corpo route um or maybe was always a corpo and then I guess just like kind of stayed in that world but was almost I guess partly like a street kid too or just had whatever or maybe her and Jackie uh figured out or like met somewhere along the line cause like I said Jackie clearly worked with V a lot and was always like her go to. Um so yeah it's interesting but then you so you wake up in the after the Johnny Silverhand stuff you wake up like in the scrapyard type thing or whatever and um you're woken up by uh what's his name?
2: Uh,
0: Forget the, the guy that was what the Arasaka's guy's bodyguard, the bodyguard of the father. Right. Um, and he gets you up and he like, well, at first he says, I got the guy who killed your father. Yeah. And you're like, you're like,
1: fuck, he's gonna kill me and I'm gonna deal with Arasaka now.
0: Yeah. Um, but then he hangs up and there's like a brief conversation. Oh, oh, they get attacked. They get attacked. Um, and he gets hurt um and then you guys escape together and you know you save his life kind of he saves your life and then you uh wake up later <clears throat> after being at the corpo doc for whatever like a the long corpo time corpo doc yeah
1: what's the corpo doc or
0: the the um, not the corpo doc the ripper doc ripper
1: doc i, I thought you were trying to tell me there was a whole new doctor no, no. just for corpos i was like That's completely different.
0: No, no, no. The Ripper doc, you're there for a while. um, And then you get back to your apartment. You're like, yeah, there's like another scene with Johnny Silverhand. And then where I stopped is like, as soon as you leave the apartment, I have all these new quest lines. I was like looking at emails. I was on the phone with a million different people. And then the main quest line, I got assigned to go meet that bodyguard dude at uh, the diner.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm a lot further than you now. uh, So I won't say any more. Mm -hmm. But I will say there is a follow-up mission um, with uh, Jackie's mother essentially she wants to have a service for Jackie. She wants you to go and, you know, find things that, you know, make you remember Jackie and bring that to the ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, and at mm-hmm. this so, so you said that Jackie's mom and V have like a little bit of like a relationship. Yeah. The, they, there's really nothing. She knows you as Jackie's best friend. Okay. And mm-hmm. she, knows you got his role together and, all that. and your good friends, and she's even in the um, the cinematic montage Tonight city. Um, but besides that, there's really no indication that you're cool with her mom, his mom. So, the bottom line is remember when I said what you do with the body changes this a quest? It's right. that quest. Um, so because you basically sent the body to the mom, yeah, you opened up the option in this quest line where you're going to be able to get uh, a vehicle a special vehicle by completing okay. the quest.
0: Yeah, so I have I so. I do have I have a couple of vehicle quests that were unlocked. Um but there and there's a side quest line with like Jackie's mom to kind of I guess smooth things over, but the main the main line with her is like she, like the, the where the conversation was left was like, "Yeah, you can show up to the funeral if you want to, but, you know, go fuck yourself" kind of. Mm.
1: She kind of did that with me a little bit because she felt like I was like V was a little responsible for the death of Jackie.
0: Exactly, exactly. Yeah.
1: But you, I was just like, I'll be there. Like no matter what, I'll be
0: there. Yeah, I left. I left it at. um, uh, I might be there.
1: Ooh, okay, that affects the quest line.
0: Yeah, Um, because there is to me. I'm like, I don't want to just show up and like ruin the the funeral. And there's like other stuff I think I can do before it to maybe smooth it over. Um, But yeah, so I mean, that's that's where I left off. And the game now kind of gives you like a deadline almost. Um, and it's like, you have this long to live kind of, or until you lose your consciousness. So, you know,
1: it's a pseudo, it's not like the game's actually counting the days or. Yeah,
0: no, that's just kind of what it feels like. Yeah. But anyway, so we did that. I I do want to move on because we've been talking about it for a while and we have a lot of other stuff to talk about. Um, but specifically before we hop into like the actual topics, let's, let's talk a little bit about the, uh, uh, the elephant in the room, if you will. Yeah. Um, The game is in an inexcusable state on consoles. Um, Now, maybe it's a little bit better with the 1.004 patch. Um, I have not played that patch yet. Um, Many bugs across, I know that's across all versions, but console, especially uh, visual issues, frame rate issues, uh, resolution issues, uh, and specifically on the old, like the last gen consoles, PS4, Xbox One, base consoles, it's literally basically unplayable
1: that's right yeah texture won't load things will just randomly spawn in um you have police officers if you do if you commit a crime a police officer will spawn behind you and that's in honestly every i think every version of the game yeah
0: <laughs> um but on console especially just the performance so yeah. ps4 xbox one which we're not playing on we're pl- we're both playing on pretty much ps5 i did play on series x which i'll talk about in a second um but overall um You know, it's almost half of your player base that's on consoles and most of that percentage is still the last gen consoles, right? Which is what this game was developed for and clearly right now it cannot handle it and it's inexcusable that a game can be development for eight years, nearly a decade, have multiple delays, mandate their workers to crunch and delay this game and work overtime to fix some of these bugs so it runs well on last-gen systems, which is what they said the last delay was for. Yeah. And it doesn't work. It's literally unplayable. That's inexcusable and unacceptable.
1: The version of the game is literally PS4 and Xbox One. When you buy the game, it's not the next-gen version. That's not right. out.
0: Right. On console, you're playing through backwards compatibility. So it's really un- it's unacceptable the and product, I think-
1: The product that you're buying isn't-
0: Right. It doesn't work. <laughs> like, yeah. So you should not buy it online. Honestly, in general, my suggestion to people would be to wait. Unless you have the highest NPC, you have like an RTX 3090, you have an i8 or i9 processor, at least, do not play this game right now. Or Google Stadia. Or Google Stadia. Don't do it, which is so insane. Don't play the game right now. Just don't do it. Because if you're like me, and I feel like I'm playing it down right now, I did not have a good time starting to play this game. I was so interested in the story and all of that, but it kept crashing. The visual stuff is unacceptable. The way that it runs is unacceptable. And it kept just taking me out of the game immediately. And while I didn't have any issues with quest lines stopping yet, hopefully I won't, the game crashing over and over and over again, to me, that's game breaking. That's like losing progress. It, it's, it's it's unacceptable and it's ridiculous. And you know, I didn't get the opportunity to play more this weekend, And I'm okay. Like, I wasn't jonesing for it because the experience is such shit. And I really, I really think CD Projekt Red is honestly one of the worst studios right now in game development. The way that they treat their workers. And clearly, they have, they were so fixated, right, on doing this larger than life game with all of this detail. And it's so detailed. It really is. It's great. But they overlooked the performance and were like, eh, fuck these last gen versions of it when that's what it was starting to be developed for and promised for. And to accept money from those people to play the game in a state that doesn't work, it's ridiculous.
1: It's ridiculous. So, so I think you're right. It's, But to me, it's not even just performance. Uh, I do want to say though, I, I have had three crashes so far in my time playing the game, which is a lot less than you. But I yeah. have been playing on like the newer versions of the, of the, of the game where you were playing on the, the original version of the yeah. game. Um, but I think it's more than just performance. Um, there's a lot of AI stuff that just yes. is mind boggling. Uh, you'll, like I said, police officer, officers will spawn behind you. You pull a gun out in a building and you'll go outside, and every single person's like ducking down with their hands above their head. Um, it's like they there's no distinction. Right. Um, cars will just like despawn and spawn. Uh, there's no AI for the vehicles at all. They're just on a set path. They just move forward. Um, it's pretty bad. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of things that were just overlooked and uh, or they just couldn't get it to work. I think that's it could just be that. Um and I do want to say, Josh, you said earlier, like I feel like you said, I feel like I'm downplaying it right mm-hmm. now. I'm kind of downplaying it. I don't think you're downplaying it. I think what happened was we just talked about the story for a good while.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it kind of made you forget about all of the bad things and it made you feel better because like the story is pretty good and
0: like the world is the, pretty cool the story and night city are are the selling points for sure yeah especially if you're
1: a fan of sci-fi blade runner you know cyberpunk yeah, yeah absolutely you know yeah. which we are yeah exactly so i think like that's a testament right there is like just talking about the story made you a little less mad about the performance issues
0: and whatnot yeah but i know i'm gonna go play it when we're done recording and something's gonna happen i'm gonna be like you're fucking kidding me you're done i'm gonna throw my controller i'm gonna break my tv
1: you're probably right you're probably right but i think that it just it that just goes to show you it was so close to being like not perfect but like really cool
0: they should have delayed the game another two years
1: josh what i don't understand is why these outlets reviewed it at nines and tens on now listen it might have ran it might have been running better on pc which is where they played it right mm-hmm. but
0: there's still issues with the game that are glaring well mm-hmm. I, I think from from the honestly almost all the reviews brett right they weren't able to start until later so a lot of people just blew through the main story and maybe overlooked some of the actual performance stuff Mm -hmm. with the game or the bugs or the other things and they reviewed it it's not a movie it's not a movie there's a lot more at play there and i think a lot of those outlets did a disservice and actually to me if you if you don't 100 a game like this i really don't think your review is valid or something like this, you have to look at all the systems, right? This is an RPG. There's so many systems at play. There are so many things fundamentally wrong with the game. This is not the game that was promised. And it's not even as much of like, a people are looking where we're like, really like saying this game is going to be the next greatest thing of all time because they were, but if you actually just look at it for what it is, there was a lot of fundamental design issues with the game and CD project red should honestly be ashamed because they have so many devs and artists and writers that obviously put so much time and effort into detail and building the world and building out some of these systems yet they were forced to work overtime and by you doing that and delaying the game, it didn't make the end product any better. It the didn't, wasn't, it wasn't right. This game was managed like shit and everybody that was in charge here as their as a manager or a director or head of the studio should not work on another game ever again. CD project red is bad. They are a terrible studio. And whereas you look at companies like EA and Ubisoft, who the last couple of years have shifted away from crunch and have addressed issues within their workplace culture, not that they don't still exist. Of course they do. CD did the opposite. They lied about it and then they did it anyway. And did it help your end product? Did it? No, it didn't. The game's broken and has a lot of issues. And I think CD project red should not get anybody's money. I really think everybody should wait to play this game. I think they're a terrible studio. I think they're awful. I think it's really terrible. And it's a shame for all the devs and the artists um, inside that did so much work. And they were managed by people that are fucking idiots.
1: Clearly, you're being a little over
0: the top, and that's okay. But I think... (laughs) Over the top, I'm serious. I'd They're say, bad.
1: No, just by saying like they should never work in games again, like no, and, and also, and also like CD Project Red is like an awful studio. Like, clearly, like you said, there's people that worked on this game that did care. So, like, I've
0: made the studio heads, the yes, people
1: that are in charge that implemented some of mm-hmm. these practices. I'm with you, I'm with you, not the workers themselves, obviously. Yeah, I'm with you there. I just think that it's a damn shame that this game got dealt the way it did. Uh, if they wouldn't have announced the release date so soon all these delays wouldn't have been a big deal. They could have delayed the game again. You know what I mean? But it all goes back to you fucking, you got told, you told people you're going to put the game out and then you delayed it and then you told people you're going to put the game out and you delayed it and then you told people you're going to put the game out. You did and it's fucking broken. So, you know what I mean? This game could have used another year.
0: Yeah. Easily another year. Yeah. development. All right. I, I want to move on. I just want to make a quick comparison. So I play, we both are playing on PS5. I played the Series X version of it. The bugs are still there i i played two or three hours so i did like i basically got past the little montage sequence um or right to that and then i stopped i was like i saw enough i just wanted i did the street kid background i just want to see how it ran in the world whatever it still runs like shit um xbox has the uh distinction for some reason the ps5 version doesn't have this it has a performance and a quality mode so 60 fps mode which is not locked to 60 on xbox series x by the way like ps 5s frame rate is actually much better um and it has a quality mode which is 30 fps and closer to a true 4k but it's not true 4k it's still like probably 60 70 percent of a true 4k um xbox has its own problems though there's not as much lighting issues or like graphical hiccups but the game stutters (laughs) like it just stutters all the time and i'm like the fuck is going on i feel like the game doesn't even look that good like even and i i personally couldn't tell much of a difference i it is supposedly runs or looks slightly better on series x yeah
1: supposedly it does
0: um but it stutters there's still issues it's not it's not any better of an experience than it is on ps5 um and i i i got a refund for my purchase on series x so
1: there you go all right well let's talk just a little bit more about that then josh so cd project red's bonus system for employees what do you want to
0: talk about there so, CD Projekt Red in the wake of all of their other scandals, whatever you wanna call it with their mandatory crunch, them saying that, you know, they weren't gonna do it and then mandating their devs to do it, work overtime, work six days a week, nights, whatever. Um, something we've talked about kind of at nauseum now on our channel. Um, CD Projekt Red instituted or has been using, um, this like bonus system where they basically give coins out that have like their logo on it or whatever. Um they give them to the managers to give out to their developers or artists or whoever for doing a really good job. So it's like an incentive system. And that's fine. I get that other workplaces do that, you know, like whether it's through prizes or just like, you know, commendations or whatever it is cuz I know you said your personal work actually does this too, right?
1: Yeah, my place of work, um they give out these stickers for, you know, acknowledging someone's doing a good job or whatever. Uh, Once you get a certain amount, once you get five, you get a reward. Once you get 10, you get a reward, 15. Every five, essentially, you'll get like a um, apparel item, like a special exclusive apparel item. Mm -hmm. Um, A little different. It's not tied to our bonuses or anything like that. But surely, you know, when it comes time for review, my boss could go, hey, I saw you got, you know, 15 stickers. That means people are acknowledging you. You're doing a great job. But it doesn't, it's not directly tied.
0: Right. So, so why I bring it up is exactly that because see, it came out. After the game launched, that CD Projekt Red had these, like, you know, little, uh, commendation medals or whatever it is tied to their developer's bonuses. That's poop, dude. And if the game, there was like different levels of it. So if the game performed well or was reviewed well, then they could cash in these tokens for like bonuses, like financial incentives, basically. This is why this is bad you're going to alienate some workers for doing basically what they should be doing, right? And it almost incentivizes monetarily people to put in overtime and crunch and work extra days so that they get these little freaking biscuits from their managers so that they are financially incentivized. And this implicitly basically is going to encourage employees to put in extra time on nights, weekends to show that they're working the hardest and compete for basically more more money.
1: So, hold on. So, you mentioned something. You said, if the game performs well, they can catch right. it,
0: right? Right. I think that was exclusively tied to it. And this all comes from a Bloomberg article, by the way. Okay. So, here's my thing, Josh.
1: It, it came out recently that CD Projekt Red's uh, studio heads came out, and they, they basically took responsibility in an email, and they said, you know, we're sorry. This is all our fault. You know, this isn't this doesn't have anything to do with you guys. The The buggy launch of the game yeah yeah they basically just apologized and said it's all our fault you know mm-hmm. you guys did a great job making this beautiful game and it's not your fault right. now this is what's fucking abysmal josh the game is if if the game is going to suffer financially it's because of the decisions of the executive heads not because right. of the 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 work that the employees have put in right but now because of the the shitty things that the executives have done the regular employees have this bonus that they really doesn't mean shit, and it's not their fault. The game isn't performing well, therefore
0: they're getting fucked. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I mean, it's literally not performing well, but it got reviewed well. It sold eight million copies, and they made a profit on the first day. Yeah. So I guess in the like uh, critically and in like monetarily, it is doing really well. So how how do you what yeah. is like the cutoff there? It's their just stock, like, their stock did go down twenty five percent after. Good. Later. Good. The company deserves to fucking go bankrupt, and all those devs should go to other companies that will actually support them and not work for such a shit fucking company run by idiots. I'm with okay? you, brother. Um, and it's just this. It's really abysmal. It's really abysmal. And this company, if they are not held accountable, they're going to continue to make big games like this and basically force their employees to kill themselves and be incentivized monetarily to do so. It, it needs th- to stop. It's bad. So
1: what is Josh? If you could, what is an like an example of a good studio that does this right?
0: So an art this and I'm gonna reference an article that's actually from last year, um, September of last year, but just to compare, and it, this is a little bit of a smaller studio, but they still make great games. Um, and just their philosophy is so much different to game design, right? We've talked a lot about that. There's industry pressure to do crunch to meet these like A title deadlines and things like that, like it's clearly ingrained in the culture and why it's bad and so on and so forth. So to contrast that with a, a company that has it right, in my opinion, Giant Games, Brett, and you might know them for games like Bastion, Pyre, Pyre. Yeah, and Transistor. also Transistor, and also Hades that just came out.
2: Yep.
0: So Giant Games, right, Don't do not mandate their workers to crunch. Actually, allow them flexible work hours because they some of their they say some of their employees you know are more um, uh, efficient in the morning. Some are perform better in the evenings. Exactly. And they have an internal you know just nature of collaboration of a you know you have to work obviously, but work work when is best for you you know. And I think in the article too, they touch on like sometimes we have meetings that everybody has to be to that might be outside of when they would typically work or things like that. But you know whatever. Anyway, they mandate, not their workers to do crunch bread, but their workers to take at least 20 days off a year. Now, they can take as many days off a year as they want for various reasons, no questions asked, but they must take 20 days off every year. That's not like a, you know, a suggested thing or whatever. It's like, no, you're working too much. You need some time off. Go take some time off. Please, go take care of yourself and your family and go live your life and do not work, please don't do it. It's really nice, come on, man.
1: I mean listen, that's how you breed success right, right. you want your,
0: clearly they breed success, yeah,
1: you want your products to succeed you know make your make your employees happy
0: right um you know they so they've been building their studio like this, and where it comes from, and really why I want to bring this up is the the um studio head who his name I think is um. I'm not gonna be able to find it now. It's like it's Greg Casavin or something like that. His last name's Casavin. He's the head of the studio. He comes from a background in um, working with EA. Okay. And he said that when he joined EA, it was right around the time whatever studio in EA he worked for got in trouble for doing mandatory crunch and mandated overtime and things like that. So he came into this cult, like this cultural shift at EA where they changed that and did things like this, like, man, like mandatory time off, like do not work nights and weekends, there's no crunch, like all of that in his studio that he worked for in EA because that was like a company wide thing that EA has done. Mm -hmm. And he said that that was a really great experience, so he brought it to Supergiant when he founded it with his— the other guy that founded it, I forget. Um, and just something that they do now in their office because they said it produces better game, it's less stress, it doesn't put brackets on the time that they need to. Now Supergiant's also lucky, they're not like CD, they don't have deadlines that they have to meet, they're basically an independent studio that is funded by, you know, Epic and some other things that like they have— they just have made very good deals right yeah. with people so that they, so they don't have as much outside influence. And I think regardless whether you're a AAA studio or a smaller studio like Supergiant, you can bring that mindset to managing your team, right, to the table regardless of the size. And if you don't, right, by you doing the opposite as we seen with Cyberpunk, you're not producing a better end product and you're putting your workers' health at risk, you know, in the process.
1: Absolutely. It's a good comparison, Josh. So, that's
0: it. All right. All right.
1: Well, if you don't mind, I want to speculate with you a little bit. Yeah, please. So, came out the other day. Uh, VentureBeat reported that J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot Productions is establishing a new game studio. Yes. And it's being led by Left for Dead creator and founder of Turtle Rock, Mike Booth. So first I want to mention I want to read the the little you know little bit about it here so it says VentureBeat yeah. reports that Bad Robot Games will now consist of two divisions <clears throat> one to work on the code development deals with external partners and they're calling themselves Bad Robot Games and the other uh to make its own titles under Mike Booth which would be called Bad Robot Games Studios Mm. uh bad robot game studios is already working on an original title for consoles and pc oh baby so mike booth is basically working on a game uh it's gonna be its own title don't know if it has anything to do with any of their other properties or products that they're they're making but they have this other division of their studio bad robot games that are just going to work on co-development deals with other companies so If, if there's like a, I don't want to like be rude here and like call some like a movie shitty, but like, let's say there's this like movie coming out and they want like a shitty video game tie in or something, they could make it or they will make it, but Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's going to be shitty, but like, I think of like, uh, stranger things, stranger things, the game. Mm -hmm. I've heard like decent things about it, but like, this is like something they would take on. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I want to speculate with you. Okay. Speculate away. At the Game Awards, first of all, Josh, we saw Turtle Rock Studios back for Blood, Left for Dead, <laughs> very much Left for Dead,
0: right? Which we were we were both excited for. Very check much. out check out our full live stream on YouTube if you didn't. That's right. Um, so it makes me think:
1: Is there going to be any Bad Robot tie-ins with Back for Blood? Um, Maybe could we see like a map inspired by a Bad Robot property? Mm-hmm. That'd be kind of cool. So
0: what What are some like? actual stuff that bad
1: robot has done brett okay so i'm gonna go down a little bit of a list here yeah um so they have worked on obviously cloverfield which is their big original property that they you know with on, jj now. abrams worked on come on now, now
2: Cloverfield.
1: Come on. just the concept of a cloverfield game is so awesome to me because you know you and i both like kaiju movies you know godzilla
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know Cloverfield. absolutely um, so being able to like play a game where you play as the human and there's like this giant monster destroying a city um there's actually a couple japanese games that do this but none of them ever made it to the united states um i think that'd be super cool and like a different type of horror game where instead of the monster or the creature like being your size and in the room with you um it's humongous and you're just like running from it yeah I'm sure not- oh
0: know. they could even keep it that's that's such a cool concept they could keep it like a found footage too, like the first cloverfield movie and you think about how games like outlast and stuff play like you have a camera like maybe it's survival horror in that aspect where like yeah. you have the monster in the city and you're just trying to survive and there's like all like maybe like smaller cloverfield monsters or something well, they have those little
1: in cloverfield the little creatures yeah the little the exactly. little crawler joints. Right? exactly you're right yeah. yeah and then not only that but you know you got 10 cloverfield lane which right. is aliens it's not even right. the same thing exactly yeah lot they could do there be cool yeah it could very much be like a left for dead thing yeah which makes me think back for blood um so they worked on cloverfield 10 cloverfield lane uh star trek jj abrams worked on star trek yep uh super eight another original property yes
2: Ooh, guys this is gonna be great um
1: mission impossible wow holy shit yeah uh star wars obviously but right there's a, a, a license right, deal, right right, 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 right. Uh, and then just one that I thought was funny as I was looking into this, Josh. Bad Robot is making a live action version of the anime film Your Name. Oh my God! <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> All right, let's get an anime game from JJ. Dude, I'd fucking be so yeah. down for like a visual novel of Your Name. Now you remember that whole rumor, and I think it's actually in development, where JJ's executive producing a Portal thing too. Uh, A movie, yeah. Yeah, the Portal movie. You think uh, Gabe is going to give him the... Let him make some some Portal games? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, it's cool, though. I think um, games may be a better medium for J.J. Abrams. (laughs) Uh, He's very much about the mystery box and weird stuff, and I think he needs to get out of the uh, cookie-cutter corporate movie-making realm because I don't think it actually suits him that well. He's more—he's more more of like a very elevated, uh, polished indie movie maker. Where I feel like that would be a better realm for him. Something like a Super Eight, which actually—I mean, I know there's big names attached to that, but something more in that style, you know, where like Cloverfield, you know, he's he's just—he's a—he's a—I feel like he's like this indie movie director that just had all these huge IPs dropped in his lap, and was like, "All right, I guess is what I'm doing now." But really, his artistic style serves better to more confined less corporate stories
1: yeah absolutely i am getting a brain fart right now what's the director's name of um the batman films he was just tenant what's his name again oh christopher nolan christopher nolan christopher nolan yeah said recently you know i'd be interested or 10 years ago he said i'd be interested in making an inception video game yeah you could do so much more in games than you can with movies sure So it's true. there's that it's true so yeah man i thought i just thought that was a cool little story um we've been fans of bad robot for a long time yeah specifically cloverfield you know super eight yeah uh, and obviously star wars with JJ right.
0: M- minus episode nine exactly yeah at uh, least me personally
1: the cleanup crew film as we like to call it uh because that's what yeah. jj was well movie. yeah he, he
0: had to come and really deal with the steam pile of dog shit. yeah so but yeah. all right cool something we've talked about Again, kind of at nauseam before on this channel, I wanted to bring it up, get your reaction, and just talk about it briefly. Okay, okay. so uh, I'm going to be referencing an article from um, an outlet called The American Prospect, um, and we've talked about DCMA on this channel before, right? With copyright music on YouTube, Twitch, you know, getting strikes on YouTube with copyrighted music. Even if you're not making money off of it and blah, 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 and how it's impacting streamers and it's bad and XYZ. Anyway, now, Brett, this video we're filming right now, let's say I picked a song, okay? Or actually, let's use our Game Awards stream, for example, right? Which, Mm -hmm. fun fact, copyright strikes already, whatever, even though we were co streamers. It's It's true. It just fuck off with that. So Brett, for that we're gonna go to prison. What if I told you that? Uh, what if I told you we're gonna go to prison for that? And we're gonna get we're gonna get tried uh, as being felons. I'd say you're fucking nuts. Well, I would be nuts, Brett, but we live in 2020 United States of America. What a fucking shit country we live in, my friend. Because now felony streaming legislation has been introduced by Senator Tom Tillis. Okay. What a name. Yeah. He's a Republican from North Carolina. Of course he is. Yep. And I don't want to get too political, but basically he has introduced legislation that would make it a felony offense to stream copyrighted content on YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, whatever it is, um, and possibly have a prison sentence attached to it rather than it just being a misdemeanor right now. Okay.
1: This guy is an old, out of touch, fucking corporate suck off. Republican piece of shit. That's what I'm going to say.
0: Yeah. So bad. But why it's really bad, Brett, is because I don't know if you know this about American politics, but it's so bad and so broken that basically these senators that honestly, in my opinion, are bad. Okay. I won't continue with what my actual thoughts are on them. Um, He's attaching this to this Something that's called a must pass bill. So most of the time when you have a must pass bill, it's something that deals with budget, finance, making so the government and the things that run under the government can continue to operate right without shutting down. Okay, and as always, Republicans and Democrats fight back and forth about what should go in there, like what the money should be allocated to, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So they get to these deadlines every couple years or honestly every year at this point and they're like, oh, well, now you got our hands tied, we gotta pass this bill. And then scummy senators like Tom Fuckface over here, (coughs) attach things to them, like, um, to these must pass bills, like this legislation about making streaming copyrighted content, a felony offense onto them, so they have to pass, and then they get signed into law.
1: So you think this is a li- there's a likelihood that this is going to pass?
0: I think it's likely, yeah. Now, how YouTube and other platforms handle that, I don't know. Um, you know, there is also obviously lobbyists out there for um, something, uh, something called the Electronic Frontier Foundation, where basically trying to keep the internet free and open and stop stuff like this. Um, you know, they're, they're trying everything they can to do against it. They think that, you know, the, the bill would likely be dead on arrival and like that wouldn't end up going through, but it's, it's hard, you know, and I'm not going to get into a, like a political history of it, but there's a lot of things that have been attached to these must pass bills in the past that are really bad. Um, You know, they kind of like senators will kind of use it as a or or congress people will use it as a vessel to get like their pet projects through, kind of. They're like, Oh, I really want this thing to get through. I'm gonna wait until we fucking can't negotiate a fucking budget and then I'm gonna pass it. So it's almost like a parasite that he's just attached onto this bill that has to pass. That's right. A parasite attached to a bill developed by a parasite. Yep. Hmm. Interesting. It's bad, folks you like gaming, you like our content, you like other gaming YouTubers, podcasters, Twitch streamers, whatever it is, educate yourself about DCMA and shit that's happening right now. Um, because it's abysmal and it's bad. Yeah, And things like this will kill, will kill platforms like this.
1: There's already people that have their whole livelihoods taken away from this, uh, copyright shit on Twitch. There, I mean, listen, (laughs) there's a whole community of people that play, uh, you know guitar hero and rock band and stuff on twitch and yep. the speed run or and not speedrun like perfect run and shit right um that community is like dead right now because they're getting copyright strike from playing these songs yep. um there needs to be and we've said this before there needs to be set rules it needs to be changed everything needs to be looked at again with you know modern times you know right. what i mean things are so different now than when copyright laws were first signed Fair use is so broad, right? And never even like fair use isn't even like acknowledged. I feel like people don't give you the benefit of the doubt with fair use. You kind of have to like prove that it is fair use, whereas there should be clear guidelines that say you're right. And there there is guidelines as to what determines something, right. fair use,
0: but, but it doesn't matter. It's not instituted that way. And exactly. people, people like this either present it. As what I'm about to say, or they think it's this way in the fact that like you and I, for example, when we're doing stuff like the game awards live stream, we are not just ripping off that music and like, or the videos or whatever it is and claiming it first of all, as our, as our own trying to collect money off of it. It's not like we're presenting that as our own money or our own, um, music and trying to collect royalties or money off of that. That's not what's happening. It's completely different we are we are creating the content it's a supplement to our content it's it's called transformative what we're doing is transformative to the content exactly it's not like
1: we're just uploading an episode of south park onto youtube and saying here you go you can watch this now and we're gonna get paid for it
0: right but people like this either understand that and don't care because they want to make money um or they don't understand that and that's what they think is happening and that's why they shouldn't fucking legislate shit
1: This dude dude sucks off big corporations and he's just trying to get more money in their pockets that they don't need.
0: Suck my fucking dick. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, let's talk about the Game Awards. You know, We talked about it a little bit. Let's do it. So Josh, I don't want to dwell on the Game Awards. I mean, listen. Number one, we had a great stream. We did have a great stream. It was was a lot of fun. Thanks to everybody that watched it. And if you didn't watch it, check it out. That's right. Yeah, It was phenomenal, and while the game awards were maybe subpar to some people, I had a lot of fun, simply because a lot of our predictions were
0: correct, and that made me feel good, dude. I think, and you know, we we haven't, I haven't done an official audit. I know you haven't, Um, but according to my calculations, roughly, I think we really only got two or three predictions wrong. Um, and if you didn't watch our, our, um, Game Awards special for Hapticast or any of the supplemental videos, feel free to check them out. Um, I know they're a little outdated at this point, but you can at least see kind of how we went through things. And we were very clear from the beginning that like we have our preferences for who the winners are gonna be or who we want to win. And then we talked through, but here's the actual voting body. Here's why this game has a lot of merit. Um, because obviously they all did if they're nominated, and here's who is likely going to win. And that oftentimes didn't match up with who we necessarily wanted to win, um, for a lot of categories, but we talked through it and clearly our thought process and our considerations were pretty much spot on because I mean I, I I'm gonna say it, Brett. I think I think we we are the we have the best track record in all of gaming media about getting predictions correct for the game awards. I'm calling it right now.
1: That's fair. I think I think it's the way like you said it's the way we went about it because a lot of people will just go you know i played the last of us two. i fucking hated that game uh i like hades a lot more that game is so much better that game's going to win game of the year it should win game of the year yeah whereas we like you said we looked at it you know we said we know what this game means to the industry right. Okay. And not only that but we were able to read the descriptions of each category and say i, I don't think that game really specifically falls under that category right 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 For example I think the one one of the ones that we lost or we didn't get correct were action adventure
0: game yes which is honestly the only award that the that I felt the entire night I was like this is not this this is not correct
1: yes it so I think it
0: was last of us two right Yes, for action adventure game and we said it should have been Jedi Fallen mm-hmm. Order correct because the description was traversal exploration
1: puzzle solving exactly which we didn't really think the last we did mention, like, you know, last of us two is a great action adventure game, but we don't think it nails all of these things. Right. Right. So, I mean, when you're looking at it like that, I mean, it's kind of hard to get it wrong. We, we, we got almost all of them. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, so that's the only award that I was like, mm, this doesn't actually match what you said the category was. You I know? agree. I agree with you there. Um, but besides that, I mean, obviously, we got got a lot of we got mostly everything else correct. Uh, I forget the other ones that we got wrong, but it was only like another one or two. Um, and overall, I think the show was great. And I think looking like maybe in the moment, I wasn't super hype for a lot of the stuff that they were showing. Um, there's definitely a couple things I was like, damn, that's fucking slick. Um, especially, uh, I think even though I'm not a huge fan, I think the Perfect Dark Zero thing was huge. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, uh, Left 4 Dead clone. to the- <laughs> Back for Blood is huge that we, we're going to suck off. Um, and even though it wasn't big for us, Mass Effect is like, I went on Twitter afterwards and people were like fucking like losing their minds. And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, right. cool. It was
2: big,
1: but I think it was almost like a cop out because they didn't actually announce a game. They basically just said, we're going to make more games. Yeah. And it, and it was like, well, you never really stopped. You made Andromeda and it sucked, but you never said you were done. I yeah. don't understand why you need to like announce you're for doing it.
0: I don't know. Maybe people just really thought it was done or I, I don't, I really, I don't know. I'm not a mass effect. I'm not like into mass effect. I do want to play mass effect if they come out with the remastered stuff. Um, I've only played a little bit in my days on this planet. (laughs) Um, and I, I didn't particularly enjoy what I did play.
1: Hey, they also showed, uh, Callisto. Which is the Dead Space game. That was oh yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah, that did look good. That did look very really good. And it's directed by somebody that uh knows what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. Um, and he said, like, yeah, we want to basically just make like the scariest game of all time. And I'm like, yeah. all right. Well, oh, I'm in. All right, cool. Speaking of Evil Dead, the game, that was a cool announcement. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that. Damn.
1: Okay, yeah. So I actually watched the playback again. Yeah. And it's it's really funny. So Jeff is like you know uh, supernatural horror let's check out this new game whatever and you're like supernatural horror and I was like that's a weird way to announce Silent Hill or something like that because it was kind of just like real quick and I was like it's not it's not gonna be anything big but it it might be like it could be big and as they're like showing certain elements in the beginning of the trailer I was like what is this and you start going like what we start looking like we're trying to figure out what it is you see the car Mm -hmm. and I think I mentioned and I'm like is that evil dead and then you look away, that you look at something off camera and they literally show the necron- Necronomicon on the screen and you miss it and it's oh. not until they show the um the deer on the on the uh, oh, yeah. wall and you're like oh shit. <laughs> it
0: was so funny. Cuz like they literally showed the book and you were I, I missed it. I missed it yeah. cuz I was, you know, doing other stuff with like OBS too. No,
1: I know. You were like yeah. busy doing stuff, but I watch you. You like look over and you're like,
2: oh, shit.
1: (laughs) It's the fucking deer. The crazy face deer that got you. Nice. I just thought that was funny. Uh, Also, Returnal was shown. Yeah. 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 Uh, And if you watch that back, that's a funny meme because it starts off. It almost looks like uh, Silent Hills or PT, the door. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Yo, yo, is this Silent Hills? And you were like, yo, it's Silent Hills. And then... She opens the door and it's like not anything like Silent Hill at all. Yeah, and we, were, we were like, cool. Yeah,
0: thanks for cockteasing us.
1: We weren't alone. I did look on the Silent Hill subreddit and there's like memes about it. And stuff, so yeah,
0: but um I know we will do a uh, you know a, a highlights reel uh, at some point, probably this week, either with the main pod or at some point. I don't know. We'll we'll talk about it, and figure it out. But we'll, we'll do a highlight reel because we we typically do that stuff anyway for our live shows. Um, so yeah,
1: absolutely. Good time. Very good time. Yes, sir. All right, Josh. Well, it's time for that section of the podcast that we do once a week. Yes, it is. Indie Intel, where we highlight an indie game Usually a game that needs some help on Kickstarter. We want to give it some love. Mm-hmm. This week, Josh, we're looking at insane mm. which is a 2D atmospheric cinematic side-scroller where you explore a fascinating, mystical, handcrafted, detailed world. So I know we always like to point out where the game is being developed and who is developing it. That's right. So it looks like insane is being developed by Dobby or Doby. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Um, It's a two-person independent game studio from Germany. Love it. And I think this is the first time we've done a game from Germany,
0: correct? It's correct. But continues with the theme of us doing, picking games from different parts of the world.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, These guys are mostly graphic designers,
0: which is evident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, um, this, so it looks a lot like um, Inside, you know, or- um, Limbo. Limbo, right um but it's like 2d 3d and i know it's actually probably just 2d but the way that they have designed it makes it look like 2d 3d um it looks really cool man um and some of the stuff that they talk about with it as far as like what's in the game um it's probably going to be just like a puzzle solver type stuff but they talk about you know the butterfly effect of choices and just like interacting with certain things in the world and i love shit like that man i love shit like that so much Um, yeah So
1: it actually so the themes of the game are going to deal with like psychological suffering, mental problems, mental, you know, uh, mental issues, uh, depression, stuff like that, which is already pretty cool. You know, we always like when games are a little more sentimental in that respect. Yeah. Um, But then, like you said, it also delves into something called the insane effect. Mm-hmm. Which is like where the environment of the game changes around you as you're progressing through because it is a side scroller, right? Um, and it almost goes from limbo to inside graphical styles, yeah, with the insane effect. Um, and it just looks really cool. Like, I'm sure you could show a GIF or like a video clip
0: as we're talking about it. You see dude, it, dude. Sorry, no, I just read something completely else. They said that they're going to do an ARG. I'm going to get to that. Yes. Oh, dude, so, I'm fucking in for this, my boy. So, yeah, so the butterfly effect is something you mentioned where in fact,
1: I'm backing this game as you speak. Keep going. <laughs> so, like you said it, the butterfly effect is a is a theme in the game. Um and they said it's like real life. No decision possibility, decisions out of your gut, decisions can't be undone. Sometimes there are more than two decisions. Even small ones can have a huge impact through the game. Um, they said when you are about to make a decision in a game that will, uh, you know, have something to do with the butterfly effect, like a change to something that will change the game, you'll see a butterfly on the screen. And then when you do the action, the amount of butterflies that spawn on the screen will indicate whether it was a big change to the story or a small change to the story. That's interesting. So you'll make them you'll make a decision and the game will like be like, oh, hey, here's a bunch of butterflies. You just did something that's going to change the whole fucking game. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, like you said, it's a puzzle solver, uh, 2D side-scrolling type of game. You interact with objects just like you would in Inside and Limbo. Um, but there is a community puzzle element of this game, an ARG, just like Inside had. Uh, there's going to be codes and elements that you know pop up throughout the game that are going to be a part of the ARG. And I'm sure a lot of the Kickstarter rewards you get will also have codes on them and other things that you could use to help solve the ARG. If you don't know what an ARG is, it's an alternate reality game. Essentially, it's just like a little puzzle that the community gets together in game outside of game. uh, There's been popular ones with Halo Cloverfield. There's been a whole bunch of really popular ARGs. Um, So, yeah, I mean, if you look at the at the Kickstarter, they have a lot of cool uh, backer rewards, which you and I were talking about a little bit before we started. are you looking at have you did you just pledge or what yeah I just did (laughs) so what did you get how much did you uh
0: I did the um I did the 25 I guess it's 25 uh euros tier so about 31 bucks okay um I usually do at least minimum that uh level because you get digital copies of the game and updates and things like that so okay but um yeah did you talk about um what the timeline looks like for this game I did not if you have that up, you feel free. I don't, I don't Yeah. So it just started, um, and there's still a lot of time to go. So this will be well out, uh, out well before they're done. Only has 35 backers now, uh, and myself included. Um, we'll have, so it has 41 days to go. They have a 30, $30,000 goal. They have $2,300 pledged thus far. Um, yeah, you can add it to your wish list in steam, which I guess I will do right now too, to help them out. Um, and yeah. So make sure you back this game.
1: Absolutely. I'm looking right now at like all the different rewards and I'm like trying to figure out which one I'm going to do. <laughs> so, I like it. I'm just trying to figure out which one is uh the best bang for the buck. I mean, you get your name in the credits too, which is really cool. Right. So listen, it's not the most um you know, cre- it's it's first of all, I don't want to say it's not creative. It's very creative what they're doing here. Um, but I, when I say that it's not the most creative, I mean clearly it's taking heavy heavy inspiration from Inside and in Limbo, um, right. but that's not a it's not a bad thing, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. So I mean, it's it looks like it's got its own unique story. It has its own unique features, with the butterfly effect and the Inzane um, effect that they have in there. So yeah, definitely check out Inzane guys. It looks really cool. Yes, sir. And I think if I'm correct. That's it for this week's podcast.
0: You are correct about that, Brett. This is it. I'm sorry towards the end. I mean, I'm gonna edit it, but uh I uh I was so excited by backing the game. I clicked around on some things in OBS. Never stop recording. It's just you're gonna <laughs> you might see stuff from our live stream. Well, you guys won't. I'll probably edit over it, but anyway. So <laughs> it's all good. Um, but yeah, so this was good. Um we don't need to talk about this right now, but I know you know we're we're getting towards the end of the year here. The holidays are coming up, obviously. Um, so I don't know we might do one more pod before the end of the year holidays um, and then that'll be it for us for the year. so there might be you know a week or so in there when uh, we don't have um, at least any podcast stuff. Yeah, yeah,
1: I think that's fair to say because we also have some big big things planned and right. We don't know how long that's going to take to set up officially.
0: Right. So we might, we might be down for a week or so. Um, just as we, like Brett said, we, we have some stuff planned, uh, for our channel to, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe move some stuff around. I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe go somewhere and do some stuff, you know? I don't know.
1: That's, that's right. And, you know, if that does happen, the best place to go to check out, uh, updates and stuff would be twitter.com slash at half um, Facebook as well. We post pretty regularly. Uh, also, Josh and I on our personal Twitter accounts are
2: very yeah. active.
0: So. Yeah, so all of our social links are in the description to our link trees. Um, you know, make sure you follow us on all socials. Make sure you follow Haptic on all socials. Make sure you like, you comment, you subscribe, you share with people. Jump into the comments below. Keep it civil. Let us know what your thoughts are. Um, Yeah, anything else, Brett? That'll do it. All right. See you, everybody. Thanks for watching. See ya. Thanks for checking out this episode of Hapticast. Make sure
1: you like, comment, and subscribe to Haptic Intel. Thanks for watching.